The Kutasich is Chelek Tazayin Boy Yudshvat, page 129 in the Sefer, Yesef Binyamin Ben Lebenasha Kaltman. What a fascinating Sicha we have. It's on the one hand, it's a Sicha about Chametz on Pesach, but on the other hand, as you will see, it is a Sicha about Rebbe and Chassid. Boy Yudshvat. Let's jump right in. It's a Sicha about Minik Chassidim as it is understood through the lens of Nigla the Teira of Halacha. The Free Yudhik Rebbe, who was the Bala yard site of this Shabbos, which means that the, the Shabbos that this Sicha was printed, what, the, the, the year that this Sicha was printed, Yud Shvat was on Shabbos, as it was on the first Yud Shvat, Tavshin Yud, which was also on Shabbos. And of course, this year that we are learning the Sicha together, also, Yud Shvat is on Shabbos. And the Friyid Kirabe shared the following story. When the father of the Friyid Kirabe, the Rebbe Rashab, began to go to Cheder as a young boy, as a three year old boy approximately, the Rebbe, the who was the Zayda, the grandfather of the Rebbe Rashab, was still alive. The, uh, Rebbe, the Rebbe Rashab was born in Tafreish Chof Aleph, 1860. The Rebbe, the Tzemach passed away in Tafreish Chavov, 1866. So there was about five and a half years between the birth of the Rebbe Rashab and the Petira, the Istalkus of the Tzemach Tzedek. When the threw candies at the Rebbe Rashab as he was being inducted into Cheder. And he said, as Malach Michal atim Varfin, and said that these candies came from Malach Michal. He does by him there in The young Rebbe Rashab accepted this literally. And didn't want to eat the candy. Because they were so precious to him. As Pesach approached, it was the minig, it was the custom, as the Alter Rebbe writes in Shulchan Aruch, to check the pockets of the children over the course of the year. They may have put something into their pockets that is chametz. So at that time, the Tzmach checked on the Rebbe Rashab, asked him, where do you keep the candies? And the uh, Rebbe Rashab was then compelled to eat the candies. From such a story, as all of the stories that were told to us by the Rebbe's, especially a story that is about one of the Rebbeim, we could uh, derive several different types of lessons. Not just in the area of Chinuch, as the Rebbe, as the Friyudik Rebbe, when he tells over the story, he says, this is the type of Chinuch that we have to have. So clearly this is a lesson in Chinuch. Which is emphasized in this week's Parsha, where the Parsha tells us to relate the story of Pesach to our children, and if our children ask, we should answer them, which emphasizes the importance of Chinuch. So not only in the area of Chinuch, and also various halachas that are connected to Chametz, which is also a matter that is discussed in this week's Parsha, also in the halachas of Chametz, there is also a lesson that can be learned from the story. Right away we're going to ask a question. Why, everyone knows, before Pesach, we go to the Rav, and we empower the Rav to sell our chametz for us. Why couldn't the candies just get sold with the chametz? That's the question the Rav is going to address right away. And since the candies were so precious to the Rebbe Rashab that he didn't want to eat them, and they were truly something precious because they were given to him by the Tzemach Tzedek, who was the Rebbe. So why did the Tzmach insist that the Rebbe Rashab eat the candies before Pesach? 
und er hat nicht gelöst, sie abbitten, erweitern, durch Verkäufen, sie zusammen mit Kola Chametz, und did not allow him to save the candies for after Pesach by selling them with the Chametz. Und befragt, dass man gefühlt, dass er noch ein Bagdeli Israel bescheichert zu Shiraim, was sie pflegen, aber kommen von der Zadik, und especially since we find this conduct by other Gedeli Israel with regards to Shiraim, literally Shiraim means leftovers, but in the context of the Sikh, it means something that was received from the Tzadik. As Abes is given a zachmas that he had chametz, and if it was a shiraim, if it was a type of food or drink that contained chametz, that's farkef b'mechilas chametz that ever brings in the ha'ara. One uh, example of Rabbeinu Hakadosh Meirat in Ziyah, who would sell something that was chametz dik, which he received from his rebbe. So why did the rebbe Rashab not? Why did the Tzmach not have these candies sold in the chametz? With the chametz, rather, and then the Rebbe Rashab can keep them after Pesach. Since the Tzemach Tzedek did not advise him to do this, so we seemingly can derive that the Tzemach Tzedek held that this case was different. That this case you couldn't sell the candies with the chametz. Why? For two reasons that the Rebbe suggests. There is a concept in Halacha called, specifically in the Gemara, called that a person, even if he doesn't own the Chametz, but he wants the Chametz to exist after Pesach, he wants it to exist so that way he can have it after Pesach, that is a problem. And in this case, the Rebbe Rashab would be uh, even if he would sell it, he would still want it to exist so he could take it back after Pesach. That might be the problem here, which is why the Ritzimach Tzedek asked him or told him rather to eat it. Bez, or another suggestion. In this case, it would not have helped the fact that it was sold to a goy. The, the, the fact that we sell the chametz is considered keharama. It's it looks like you're cheating the system because the whole purpose of selling it is only really to get it back after Pesach. So it seems somewhat dishonest. So even though the Chachamim permitted the concept of Mechiris Chametz of selling it, even if we have in mind to receive the Chametz back after, to, to buy it back after Pesach, and, and you're allowed to sell it to a, to a guy who he knows, who is an acquaintance of his, even though he knows that he's not going to touch it during Pesach. He's going to watch it for him over, the, over Pesach, and then he's going to sell it back to him. Because the sale technically is only a sale because midair I say, since we bring mafkir the chametz, we're saying kol chamira v'chamira levi hefker kafra the ara. Since you're being mafkir the chametz, midair I you already fulfilled your mitzvah of of, 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 your, of not owning the chametz. It's just that chachamim were afraid, as we're going to see later in the sicha, that hefker is not good enough, so they demanded something more than that. So therefore, the chachamim said you could sell it, and even though it's keha arama, even though it seems a little bit. A little bit, in, um, um, uh, um, I don't know how to say karama in English, but karama means a little bit like it looks like it's dishonest. Nevertheless, since the whole sale is only made Rabbanon, they, they, they accepted it. Benidin didan ober, ober is the mechira an inyin fun haroma nikeres. Over here, because the Rebbe Rashab wanted it so badly, and, and this sale is being done specifically in order to keep it for after Pesach. So it seems like a much more obvious Haroma. It's much more, which, ha, which uh, as, we, as it's written in the Horus and, 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 and uh, is explained at length in the Alter Rebbe Shachnoruch, Haroma Nikeres is a problem. If it's an obvious Haroma, if you do something that's very clearly a Haroma, that would be a problem. Here, because of the fact that the Rebbe Rashab wanted it, so much the and, and and the and the sale is only to to be able to get it back after Pesach. For example, it's another type of chametz, and you sold the chametz and he gave you back something else that was that that was the value of the chametz, and you could go buy new chametz with it. You didn't have a problem with it. 
It's, but here he wanted specifically this very same candy. This was the candy that came from the Tzemach Tzedek, and he wanted this specifically. So the, the Haram is much more obvious. And it possibly the Tzemach Tzedek holds that in this case, the Chachamim did not allow the Haramah, the Mechira to work because it's too obviously a Haramah, and therefore he said to eat it. However, the Rebbe refutes this. Both of these points. The first point was that it was that the fact that he wants it to exist over Pesach is a problem. The second point was that it was Ha'arama Nikeres. It was an obvious Ha'arama, obvious cheat. And therefore, and therefore it's a problem of Chachamim would not accept it. Both of these points are to be refuted. Aleph, that Alte Rebbe, that Matnit in Shokhanarach, that Misa Reitzah B'Kiyumi B'Chamet Pesach. Nowhere in Shulchan Aruch does the Alter Rebbe refer specifically to Reitzit B'Kiyuma as a standalone problem. If the person has the Chametz in his possession, Chas or if the Mechira wasn't a good Mechira, or there's another situation, then it's a problem. But the, if, the, but if the, the Chametz is not in his possession, the very fact that it's Reitzit B'Kiyuma, the Alter Rebbe does not define that as a problem, as an Iser, as a prohibition on Pesach. Base the das roiva poiskim of Befrat the das admura zokin is mechidas chametz a mechidah gemura beoifen as if arhit oich fun to ever zayin of baliro balimot zayich deiraisa. There's various different ways and different and different uh, um, processes that were done over the years to sell chametz. In certain cases, the chametz was a milve; it was a loan. The way it was done was that the chametz was was given was sold to the guy. But the guy could not afford to pay up for all of it, so the money that he was the money that he owed back was a loan to him over the until he either pays it back or gives it either pays the loan or gives it back. So if it's a milva, if it's a loan, then it's a little bit more complicated whether it suffices to to uh, fulfill the, the the requirements of not owning the chametz on Pesach. But according to the Alter and to most other Paiskim, when you sell it, you sell it with a Mechida Gemura. It's a total sale. We'll see later, the Rebbe mentions in the Sicha, that according to the Alter Rebbe, the sale of Chametz is done with an Art of Kablon with a guarantor, which just strengthens the fact that this is a total and complete sale. And therefore, it doesn't just cover the Dirabanon that after a person makes it half care, he sells it as well, or uh, he sells it as well, just to make sure that he's not ever by Yerabah because this chametz is not included necessarily in the fact that you're being mafkirit. You're being mafkir, the chametz that for some reason didn't make it into the sale. But, but this chametz that you're selling is not in the hefker. Because this mechira is a total mechira, even midda And therefore it covers everything. So, so, so there's no problem of harama. Harama, which harama nikeres would be a problem, is only if the mechira wasn't a complete mechira. But if you do a full-fledged sale, where you, he totally purchased it from you, and you even went through an art of kablan, so there's no pro- question if a mishicha could be, if, if, if mishicha could be kaina by a nanju. So you did everything right, and especially the way we, we do it today, where there, we do various different forms of kinyanim to make sure to cover all of our bases. So this chametz now belongs to a guy. There's no problem of harama. There's no, it's, it's certainly not a problem of harama nikeres. So certainly that cannot be the reason why the, why the Tzmach Sadak would say to the Rebbe Rashab to eat, to, to, eat, to eat the candy. So we have a question. So we back to our original question: Why did the Tzemach Tzedek not sell the chametz, sell the candies with the rest of the chametz? In Tzivkimul and Dalid, the Rebbe is going to suggest, and then explain why not. But the Rebbe is going to suggest that even if for some reason the Tzemach Tzedek didn't want to sell the chametz, he could have possibly uh, advised the Rebbe Rashab to be mafkir the chametz. To render the chametz hefker, which means to make it ownerless. Person says it's hefker; it's not mine. And the Rebbe is going to suggest that not that that, that even if hefker by itself is a problem, as, we, as 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 he's going to explain, but if you make it hefker and you take it out of your possession, you put it out on the street, then you've covered all of your bases as well, and that sh- should have worked. And the question is going to be: Why did the Tzemach Tzedek not advise the Rebbe Rashab to be mafkir the chametz? Let's see it inside. Seemingly, we could have uh, found another uh, another solution 
to uh, uh, to uh, retain the chametz. Without having to rely on selling it to a guy. And what would be that that, that solution? To make it hefker, to make it to relinquish ownership of this chametz before the Isra begins at, a, at the uh, halfway point of Erev Pesach. Because once it becomes Erev Pesach, you can't be mafkir it. Uh, once it becomes uh, uh, six hours of Erev Pesach, as explained at length in Halacha, but if you did it earlier, uh, uh, early morning Erev Pesach, or the days before, your mafkir, the chametz, um, that should have worked. Even though that the hefker, that this idea only works as the, we learn in the Gemara, where from the Pasuk, it shall not be seen to you. So from the word, you're not allowed to see your own chametz in your possession. But you're allowed to see chametz that belongs to somebody else, or chametz that belongs to hefker, which means it belongs to nobody. But then the Chachamim uh, decreed that Bittl Vehefker should not suffice. And the Chachamim and the Chachamim has to be destroyed totally, uh, entirely. So we have a solution for that as well. In other words, the Rebbe is suggesting that they could have been Mafkir the Chachamim, could have made it ownerless. And even though ownerless only covers the problem of Midairaisa that Abaran still had a problem with Hefker, we have a solution to that as well. We could do so, not only that it is the Chametz in his heart, but it remains in his possession, which is a problem according to the Chachamim, as we'll see in a moment why. Nor by Mafkir Zayndem Chametz, so that it's a Ruisnem of Zayndem Shus, and a Vekleg in Bishus Rab, and Makar Hefker Mamish. He can also take this Chametz out of his, out of his domain. Uh, in a place where it's totally ownerless, albeit in an art was gained, it can mention, you might want to find a place that's not so populated because, because otherwise someone will take it. But if you found a place that's not so populated, but it is a place, an alleyway, uh, 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 somewhere, uh, a place that is ownerless, you can do that. And then take, it, take back ownership after Pesach. And if you do that, then both issues that the Chachamim had with Hefker, which is why they said Hefker is not enough, and Mechira, selling was instituted, um, but there's two reasons that Chachamim said, both of those reasons will be addressed through the Hefker if you take it out of your Rishos, out of your domain. Aleph, the one issue that the Chacham had was that Bittul Vehefker is talib machshavte shal adam that it, it it depends on the person's a person's mind. And the concern of the Chacham were was that the person may not do it sincerely. He may be mafkir it and say, okay, it's hefker, it's hefker, it's hefker. But if it's in his house, no one can take it. So it's not really so it is hefker. But maybe he wasn't sincere about it, and and and, and he really retains in his mind ownership of it. Which is why he has to remove it from his domain. If it's out of his house, then it means that he didn't just do it in his heart. He did he did an action that actually removed the chametz from his possession. Other bays, another reason is because a person is accustomed all year to eating chametz. And due to his habits, it's very easy to forget. So he's going to forget the fact that it's Asr. And if it's going to remain in his possession, in his domain, in his house, in his place where he frequents on Pesach, he might by mistake come and eat it. So the Chachamim said that Hefker is not good enough and you have to, and, and, and you can't own it. And you can't own it, you have to sell it or something like that. But if it's not in his Rishos, if he put it out in the street, then the Chashash, the, the concern that he might come to eat it on Pesach is very, very minuscule. And therefore, if a person was mafkirit and also removed it from his house and put it in the street, seemingly that should cover all of the bases and that should have been a a uh, a good solution to having the Rebbe Hashab not to have to eat this precious candy before Pesach. And it is found that very explicitly, um, the Rebbe refers over here to various different uh, uh, Pesachim. 
that it is totally permissible to make something hefker as long as you take it out of your house and put it into a public place, a place where everyone has access to it, and then if nobody touches it or takes it over Pesach, you can uh, uh, take, retake ownership of it after Pesach. It's a totally uh, 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 um, acceptable solution. And the Rebbe adds in the parentheses, Uki Meduma, and I think, that it is found in the stories of some of the Hasidim who have the custom to take to receive Shirayim from their Rebbe. They receive food from their Rebbe. That this was their custom, that this is what they would do. They would make it have care and put it out on the street and then take it back after, after Yom Tov. Interestingly enough, the Rebbe uses the word which is not such a common word to the best of my knowledge, as well as the fact that there's no footnotes. There's no Ha'aris uh, uh, to any, uh, any such story. So, um, uh, earlier there was a story in the Ha'ara about selling the Chametz, but about being mafkirit, there's the, the, the Rebbe says, Ukimaduma, and that's good enough for us. The time passes, but the Tzemach Tzedek has any case in time. So, simply, the very simple reason why the Tzemach Tzedek did not take this, take, take this path. Because even though we find various opinions that hold that you're allowed to make Yuchamet's Hefker before this Mana Isra, before the time that the prohibition begins, and place it into a Makim Hefker, even though you have in mind that you want to retake ownership of it after Pesach, from the rest of the Paiskim. Those who don't say that this is uh, this is a an acceptable uh, uh, approach, un azay paskin the alter rebbe and the alter rebbe paskin so very clearly in shochan aruch that afilu hinichem b'makom hamufke lekel even if he's putting it down in a place that is open to everyone tzorach sheafkirenu legamri befiv ovelibay he has to be mafkir he has to disown it entirely in, with his words by saying lehevei hefker kafrodara. And in his heart, he means he has to be sincere about it. And he should not have in mind when making it have care that he wants to come back and retake ownership of it after Pesach. Because if he has that in mind, does not truly as if it is entirely his. The Al-Tirebbe holds that this, this, this approach doesn't work. Even if it's placed in an owner, in a, even if it's placed in an owner, ownerless space, and the person says it's totally hefker, he cannot have in mind to be able to go back after Pesach and take it back. Nochmer, and the Alter Rebbe writes even more than that. Chometz that was found in an ownerless place, which the Yid had put it there, thrown it there, before the sixth hour of Pesach, which was when the Easter begins. Because he did not want to be over on Balireo, Balimotza, and the prohibition of seeing Chometz uh, in, your, in your possession. Which is acceptable to do, it's permissible to do. After Pesach, not only the owner, but no Yid, nobody is allowed to have any Hanah from this Chometz after Pesach. The Alter Rebbe brings that there is a concern that a person is not going to be mafkir b'leiv shalim. If he knows that he can get it back after Pesach, or if he knows another yid can take it, then he's going to want to be mafkir it in a way that someone else should get, should, should get from it, and the hefkir is not real, it's not sincere, and therefore the Alter Rebbe Paskins, that not only is the owner not allowed to have in mind to take it back after Pesach, but he's taking not allowed to take it back after Pesach, and nobody else is either allowed to take it, take, take it, take, to, take, to derive benefit from it after Pesach. So therefore, this suggestion that the Rebbe gave, that you could be mafkirit and put it in an ordinary space, it might work for some of the chasidim hanoyagim b'kabbalah shirayim, but in the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch, it's very clear that it doesn't work. And now in Sivdale, the Rebbe is going to say, Oberfort. It could, maybe it could still work in this specific scenario of the candies, uh, uh, belonging to the Rebbe Rashab that he received from the Smech Tzedek. It's difficult to say that this was the reason why the, why the, why the Tzemach Tzedek did not want to be mafkirit. In other words, we, we're trying to figure out why, why, why he made him eat it. 
So we tried to suggest that he felt the sale wouldn't work, but we said, no, the sale would have worked. So we don't know why the Tzmach didn't sell it. We tried to suggest why the Tzmach didn't say to be mafkirid, and we just explained that according to the Alter Rebbe, the Hefkir doesn't work. But the Rebbe now goes back and says, no, that, that, that can't be a sufficient explanation here. Why? We're talking about candy. Most candies or many candies don't have chametz in them. It's sugar, it's, 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 it's other things like that. Even if there is chametz in it, maybe the corn syrup, or in those days they mixed in uh, uh, some, some uh, uh, wheat or something into the candy. He does not taruv his chametz. From Kedem Pesach. It's a mixture of chametz. It's not 100% chametz. It's got to have a lot of other things in it to make it a candy, to make it sweet. I, I, but it, oh, it might also have chametz in it. But it's a mixture of chametz, which chametz got mixed into it before Pesach. Was verdan bottle bereiv adr besamach. Unsus nitoy in dem kein bal yiroa bal yimotsam in derais and something that 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 got that had chametz mixed into it before Pesach, it bottle. If the if, if there's less than than a sixtieth, if the or if there's less than than the majority of chametz, then it's bottle. Which means to say, when we say chametz is aser b'mashu, that even one drop of chametz is a problem. That's on Pesach. If chas v'shalom on Pesach, a drop of chametz falls into a massive pot of food. The entire pot is 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 aser uh, because chametz is b'mashu. But that's only once the zman ha'iser began. Before the zman ha'iser, chametz is bottle b'roiv like every like, like, like every, every other iser b'roiv or b'shishim. So the candy is mid at least. There's no iser b'yirah b'yimotza. Because it's it, at best, it's it's a taruvus of chametz, that a mixture of chametz that got bottled before before um, before Pesach. The oid does as I have good health need. Is the chaliben tam was yet men shvet as a ton. He's a kenan and ahab from the chametz nachar Pesach. The reason why the Alter Rebbe holds that the hefker doesn't work is because of the concern that everyone's going to do this. Everyone's going to make a hefker, and then they're just going to take it back after Pesach, and it won't be sincere. In this case, the free, the Rebbe Rashab had no intent to ever uh, uh, enjoy uh, by eating the uh, the candy. He didn't want to eat it. He wanted to hold on to it. It was so precious. He didn't want to sell it either. He just wanted to hold on to it. And if you combine the fact that the that the Rebbe Rashab had no intention of eating it or selling it, and the fact that it's a suffix that Rabban on whether this even needs to be destroyed, especially this kind of scenario is an uncommon scenario that that that, that uh, it should be a candy that he received from a Rebbe, and therefore it's holy, and he recognizes the holiness, and he doesn't want to doesn't want to lose it. It's even it's even possible that, that, that we know that the, that a of the chachamim doesn't apply or wasn't actually instituted when it's a milsa de when it's an uncommon occurrence and this is an uncommon occurrence. So you have the fact that he didn't want to eat it or eat it or sell it. You have the fact that it's a suffolk if even there's an iser over here because it's a taruvus of chametz. You have the fact that it's a milsa de So even though chachamim made a gzeder that hefker doesn't work by its Itself, but this is a, something that's uncommon, and possibly the Chacham never made the in this case. So to say that the altar that the Ritzemach Tzedek wanted him to eat it and not not be mafkirit because because the Alter Rebbe says that Hefker doesn't work, not necessarily is a sufficient explanation. Because in this case, this might have been an exception to the rule for all these above mentioned reasons. And especially if you pile these reasons on top of each other. You have a taruvus of chametz. And you have the fact that he's not eating it after Pesach and he's not selling it after Pesach. And you have the fact that it's a milzah delishchicha. All of these things together to say that hefkir doesn't work is very questionable. So, we re, so we, we're back to our question. Why did the Tzemach Tzedek not advise the Rebbe Rashab to have the candies sold? Or to have the candies be made hefkir? And uh, by putting it out in the street, and then you would, and then you would cover all of your bases. And just a couple of more, more short nakudas before we get to the ultimate answer. We can't forget enough to galolas to talk about how you analyze the concept of the chiddush of hefker is nishayach when it's nidan. 
Wie bald ist es, wenn wir nachgeheifetz, von der Karten, was kennen oder können sein mit der Sacheres, aber nicht machen sein, oder machen sein. So it's very simple. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe it's, it's, it's a moot question. We're talking about a child. And a child, even if the, there is an opinion that a child is allowed, can acquire something, a child cannot give something away, and a child can't make, it, make something hefker. The child is, 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 is not considered mature enough that something that he gives or makes hefker is considered a valid gift or a valid hefker according to Allah. So maybe this is why the Tzmech Tzedek did not go into the whole selling and hefker because it belongs to a child and a child can't do it. That can't be the answer. Because a minor, a child, a, a, a small child that is dependent on his father's table, which means to say that it's being uh, raised, supported by his father. So anything that he finds or receives belongs to his father. So this whole discussion is not about the child, it's about the father. And therefore the, the, the question remains, why did the father of the child not sell it or not make it hefker? The high timer is move on. And from this reason, we can also it's also understood as from the Msipra now came in it medaig zain as lay dasat smachsedek as a cotton muzin balirah balimotze on chayiv lafrishim is we can't derive from this story that the smachsedek holds that a cotton that a miner has the obligation of of balirah balimotze and there's an obligation on the parents to make sure that the child is not over. Which we might have thought from, from, from seeing that the fact that Tzmach Tzedek made him eat the candies. Or that, that, that if the Chametz was owned by a child, let's say there was no father, let's say there was the Chas Shalom, let's say there, was, there wasn't the case of Samach HaShukhanavim. And the cotton um, held on to the Chametz over Pesach, that it would be Asr Ba'anoah, we can't derive anything to do with a cotton here. That's the fact that it wasn't the case of, 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 of certain chametz, as we mentioned earlier. The, 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 the candy was owned by the father who was an adult, and that all the halachas are as if it belongs to an adult, and therefore we can't derive any, any uh, uh, halacha with regards to the chametz belonging to a cotton, because in this case, clearly, we're, we're, even though we're talking about the Rebbe Rashab, who had the candies, but the obligations that we talk about and the ownership of it was in the hands of his father, the Rebbe Marash. And in general, it's questionable if we could learn from the story anything with regards to what the Tzemach Tzedek holds or what the Halacha would say with regards to the Chametz, with regards to, uh, to a regular person. Nor Suffolk Chametz, because we're, number one, we're talking about Chametz that are born, and certainly not Chametz when they're It might even be a Suffolk if it's Chametz in the first place. It could have been just been sugar water, and it's not, it has no Chametz in it. Uh, and it's an and it was something unique that was uncommon. So not necessarily can that can you apply that to some other case. And also It was a home in which the hidur was was very 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 strong, and therefore not necessarily is this the halacha. It could be that Tzmach did something as an extra hidur, but we necessarily we can't necessarily apply this to the halacha of chametz. So therefore, we're talking about a very specific situation, very unique situation, but we have to understand why did the Tzmach Tzedek uh, require the uh, Rebbe Rashab to eat the candy and not to sell it, as we said earlier in the Sicha, that the sale, because according to the Alter Rebbe, Tzmachir Gemura should have worked in, in order to, to uh, uh, cover for Chometz of Pesach, and then obviously you can buy it back after Pesach. Hefkir would also, would have worked, because even though Hefka usually doesn't work, but in this case it's a Suffolk Chametz, and it's a Chametz de Rabbanon, and it's a Muzad Lishchicha, as we said at length in this last Sa'if. So Hefka should have been able to work, and yet we find that Tzimach Tzedek required the young boy to eat the candy and not rely on selling it or making it Hefka, and we have to understand why. And in Sifei, the Rebbe is going to begin the explanation. We'll understand this by first introducing that which we have heard from Hasidim. As the Rebbe points out in order 36, that I don't have any, I didn't hear anything with, with this regard from the Friyidik Rebbe, 
But nevertheless, this is a shmua me chasidim. This is something that has been heard and passed down from chasidim. Is the Hanaga from Hasidim Rabbi Sein in the Seinu given al Darachanal? The Hanaga, the conduct of the Hasidim of our Rebbes, were similar to this uh, conduct that the Machzedek advised the, the Rebbe Rashab. B'shazeyah ben Gehatam Dvar Meichol Umashke was matpakumin for Rebbe when they received food or drink from the Rebbe. Umadas Nidya can't help them to Pesach and they couldn't hold on to it over Pesach because it was chametz or had chametz in it. Umadas Nid far kaved in chametz. It was not sold in the chametz. Nor does Ufgi guess not the Uskitrunkin for Pesach. Rather, they would eat it or drink it before Pesach. Under Tam der Funi Shlemer Pashtos, and the reason is very simple. It is contrary to the covet of the Rebbe to take something that you received from the Rebbe, that, 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 that came from the Rebbe. Especially if the Rebbe gave it to him, and to give it away or to sell it to a guy. That, to, something that, 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 that you received from the Rebbe, or even something that came from the Rebbe, even if you didn't see it with your own hand, something that, and, and to then give it away to an Eina Yehudi, this is something that's not Bakavadik, and therefore the Minik Hasidim was to not, to not do so. It would be better to eat it and drink it before Pesach and not have it after Pesach than to give it away to an Eina Yehudi. Nachmer, in the next paragraph, the Rebbe is going to introduce a Chakira, a debate, a, a question, and suggest that it's possible that when you uh, uh, sell it to a goy, not only is it not bakovedik, but you're actually uh, removing the kedusha, the holiness in it, by transferring the ownership. In in a case where the food or, or the like is being sold or being transferred into the possession of a goy, we have we have a question. After the yid buys it back, does the holiness, the prior holiness of the tzaddik, is it retained in the food? And as above, we're going to explore this according to a chakira in the Ragachaber. Seemingly, we can say that the answer to this question does the food retain its holiness? Even after it was sold or not, it could depend on what is the definition of the prohibition of Chametz on Pesach. And as it is brought in this Safnas Paneach um, from the Ragachaver going. See, the Isra Chametz is a tayar. Is the Isra of Chametz a description or a form? An expression of the, of the food, the fact that the food is Chametz. Or is the Isra on the very essence of the food? This is very similar, and actually, we're going to see even more similarity with the Sicha we learned last week in Parshas Ve'era. Sicha, hey, how deep does the Isra go? Does the Isra go to the form of the Chametz as the Chametz is presented in something that is edible or at least something that could give benefit? Or does the Chametz go, the Isra go as deep as the food, as the etzim, the essence of the food? Rabbi Chavar explains that this this hakira, this debate would be would follow the machlekes of Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon in the Gemara in Pesachim. If chametz lachar Pesach also ba'ano, if chametz after Pesach, chametz that was owned by a yid over Pesach, and then Pesach passes, is this chametz aser ba'ano? Does the does the iser remain even after Pesach or not? And the Rabbi Chavar says as follows. The man is aser. The one who holds that the chametz is aser even after Pesach, svirilei deha iser chal alo etzem. He holds that the iser goes on the essence of the food, and therefore, once the essence of the food became aser, there is no way for it to become mutter again. Uman desvirilei mutter, and the opinion that says that the chametz that that the chametz is mutter after Pesach, permissible, svirilei holds the leyaverak toyar. The prohibition of chametz only reaches to the expression, to the form of the food, as it presents as, as something of chametz. But once Pesach passes, the, the fact that this is chametz, it goes away because Pesach ended. And therefore, they hold that after Pesach is mutter, because the chametz, the east is not on the etzem. Didn't affect the essence of the food; it only affected the food as, as it presented as chametz. Once chametz doesn't exist anymore, the food now becomes mutter. 
And this will also connect with the very same machlekes of Rabbi and Chachamim that we learned last week with regards to how to burn chametz or how to destroy chametz rather. Rabbi Yudah holds the only way to destroy Chametz is by burning it. The Chachamim hold that you can crumble it up and blow it in the wind or throw it into the ocean. So this Machlekes would follow the same question. The Chachamim holds that Easter Chametz is betoyer from the Zach. The Chachamim hold that the Easter of Chametz is in the form of it. Is the deeper gunog mefarav is eidol rocha matalayam for them old that bottle their toyar from chametz. So it's enough to crumble it and and to blow it in the wind or to throw it in the ocean because then it loses the form of chametz. Remember the inyan for nachil lavano, so you can't eat it, you can't have benefits from it. Hagamas is for life to mezam chametz, even though the essence of the chametz remains, it's crumbs, but it's still there. Doesn't matter because since according to the chachamim, the iser of the chametz only goes as deep as the form of it. Therefore. Therefore, once you blow, once you crumble it up and blow it in the wind, it's good enough. Whereas Rabbi Yehuda holds that the Easter of Chametz goes on the etzem, on the essence of the food. Therefore, the Chametz has to be burned as a bottle and then etzem it sees to totally get rid of the existence of the Chametz. Not only the form of it, the possibility of eating it or benefiting from it, but the very existence has to be gotten rid of. So from this we see a, another, another expression, another uh, relevance of this Machlekes, how deep the Easter goes. Does the Easter go as deep of the form of the Chametz, or does the Easter go as deep as the essence of the Chametz? So according to this we could say, We can now apply this reasoning also to the question of whether the Kedusha could, reta- could be retained in the holiness of the holiness to be retained in the food that was sold to the guy. If we hold like Rabbi Yehuda, that the essence of the, the Easter goes as deep as the essence, the very essence of the food, which means that when I'm selling it to the guy, I have to include also the essence of selling everything. Therefore, there remains nothing in. It, it, there remains nothing that's still in the possession of the owner. Everything is being sold to the goy, and therefore, there's nothing into which or onto which the kedusha can hold itself. The holiness has nothing to hold onto because the entire thing, even the very essence of it, was sold off to the goy. But if you learn that it's only the form of it, which is extraneous to the very essence of it. Which then you can say that what you're selling, since the holy reason, the only reason you're selling it is because of and therefore in order to, be, to not be over by Yerobah Yomotzeh, you only have to sell the toyar, the form of it. But you could retain ownership, so to speak, of the essence of it. And therefore in the essence, which is remaining in the bailus ala etzem from the menaisen, because the, the giver, the, 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 the original owner, owns the etzem, and therefore the etzem has the kedusha akidemes, but on the etzem from the mzach, because the kedusha is in the essence of it, and therefore the, the, the kedusha never, never, never gets lost. So the same argument that we had with regards to the to chametz lachad pesach, or with regards to how to destroy chametz, we can have the same argument with regards to the kedusha of the rebbe that is in the food. If you say it's chalal etzem, then you're selling everything, including the etzem, and therefore there's no kedusha left. There's nowhere for the kedusha to hold on to. But if you're only selling the toyar, you're only selling the form. Then, if you're only selling the form, then you can hold on to the core, so you can hold on to the essence. And if you're holding on to the essence, then then the kedusha remains in the essence, and the chametz is sold, and you're not over about But at the same time, you can still hold on to the kedusha. Since Al Piyalocha, we follow the Krib Shimin, the Chamish really is Mutter, which means we're only going as deep as the Toyer as the form. Are ah, you going to say, we know now that Chamish is Asabanoah? When the Isser is Nor, Alt Knas. 
Today, the reason why we say that Chamech Shavar Lava Pesach is Asr Ba'anoah is not because inherently it's Asr, because it's a Knas, it's a fine that the Chacham gave the person for keeping Chamech in his possession. With regards to chametz, the minik, it's a custom, the fact that we, that we burn the chametz. It's enough. We pass like the chachamim that to crumble it up and to throw it into the, into the wind or to throw it into the ocean suffices. Which means that which means that in both of these machlekesin la halacha we're paskining that the chayisr of chametz only reaches the toyar, only reaches the form of the chametz, but the essence of the chametz is, is not aser, and therefore the yid could retain owner, owner, ownership of it. This would lead us to conclude as it doesn't matter that if you sold the shirayim to the, the to the ena yehudi, them can for and them because since you're retaining, you're holding on to the atom of the chametz. The kedusha has something to hold on to, and if the kedusha has something to hold on to, then the, that, that you don't lose anything by selling it to the guy. And when you buy it back, you receive back the kedusha that you had originally. So in Zion, the Rebbe is going to say that it doesn't work like that, even though it seems. That, that, that you can break down the, the toyar and the etzem, but if you go back to what we said in the beginning of the Sikha, that according to the Alter Rebbe, the Mechira is a Mechira Gemura, it is a total and complete sale, then uh, uh, you can't really differentiate between the toyar and the etzem when it comes to the sale. Since even though it's true, the whole purpose of the sale is to not be over, and therefore technically you only have to sell the toyar, the form of the chametz, but not the essence of the chametz, of the food. But nevertheless, most of the paiskim hold, like we mentioned earlier in the sikha, that this is a total sale, a complete sale. Which means the very essence of the chametz belongs to the goy in a total and complete kinyan, even a kinyan that is acceptable. Especially, like we said earlier, according to the Takana of the Altarebbe, that an art of Kabbalah is included. So, this is an, this, this is a, an entirely legitimate sale. And, and so much so that after Pesach, the goy can sell it to a different yid. That's how much ownership he has of it. Which means not only does the guy have the right of usage, or not only does he have ownership in the form of it, but the etzem zach belongs him. The very thing itself belongs to him. Now Pisa is move on, and now we understand the fact that the chassidim did not want to sell a piece of food that they received from the rebbe to a eino yehudi to a guy. Not only is this contrary to the covet of his Rebbe, to give away something that you received from the Tzaddik to someone who receives his chayis, his sustenance, his life force from the, the deepest, most klipa. But it's more than that. What you're doing is you're deliberately removing the ownership of Kedusha that previously was on this food. And by selling it, you're removing this, this ownership. And that is something that nobody would want to do. So this answers the question, why the, why the Hasidim, and therefore the Tzimach Tzedek, they did not want to sell this Chametz. Because since it was something that was a Dabr Shebik Dusha, and selling it might, or selling it uh, removes the Kedusha from it, therefore it was not, besides the fact that it was Hepech HaKavid of the Rebbe, it also was removed the Kedusha. In Siv Ches, we're going to discuss the idea of possibly making it Hefker. The Fizik and Mavariz, and for us, as is Nitke Vendi Anagav, to Mavkir Zayn, to Shirayim V'chulu Fanatzadik, it's, we, can, we can explain why they didn't, either, based, on, based on all of this, we can explain why not only did they not sell it, they didn't either make it hefker, they wouldn't either relinquish their ownership and make it hefker when it was something that was received from a tzaddik. And in order for this, we have to explore a little bit the idea of hefker. 
Together from Hefker, the concept of Hefker can be explained in two ways. Either See that uftu von hefker is as the balabais is a mesalik for the zach, but that is mafkir unas gehert nitzukenim. One is that the balabais, the owner, removes himself from the ownership of this, and now it becomes totally ownerless. Nobody owns it. Other as durch the mafkir zayin vakumen ale mention as chus vikinyan and davran nifker. Another way of presenting this is that when a person makes an hefker, everybody receives ownership or potential ownership in this object. So is it now does now have no owners? Who does it now have 8 billion owners? That's, those are the two ways. And with this hakira, with this, this debate, the Ragachavar explains the Machlaikis in the Gemara. Just to explain uh, what the Machlaikis is about, I'll just say this is a, a based on a, a Mishnah in Beya. It's talking about Tchum Shabbos. Tchum Shabbos applies also on Yontif, which means that wherever a person is a Kainish Visa, wherever a person uh, uh, dwells at the beginning of Shabbos, he's not allowed to go more than 2,000 Amis from there. Now, obviously, this means if he's in a city, he can go to the outskirts of the city plus 2,000 Amis. But let's say, for example, he's outside of a city, he can only go 2,000 Amis from where he is. And if, unless he, may, unless he, he, uh, he makes an aid of Tchubin, he, he, he designates certain spaces to which are considered part of his dwelling, then he can go to those places and then an, addition, an additional 2,000 Amis, which is the general concept of Tchubin. This applies on Shabbos and on Yom Tiv as well. Another important detail is that Tchum applies not just to the individual person, but also to his possessions. So if a person owns something, let's say a water bottle. A person has a, a bottle of water, so the bottle of water is not allowed to go, not allowed to be taken outside of the tchum of wherever its owner, whichever tchum applies to the owner. So for example, let's say even if another person um, came uh, and his tchum was a little bit further away and, and, and took this water bottle, nevertheless, even though the other person has a further tchum, he can walk further away, but the water bottle has to remain within the tchum of the original owner. And now the, 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 the machlekes that we're going to have is in a case where person A filled up a water bottle from a, a well of Hefker and he filled it up for another person. And let's learn it inside. Somebody drew water from a well that was Hefker. Um a well or a, or a, a ditch filled with water. So and he did this for a friend, person B. According to Rav Nachman, the Tchum is counted by the feet, meaning by the position of the person for whom the water was drawn. The from the the place where they, they, they where they uh, settled for Shabbos, it starts from the place where the person for whom the water was drawn it finds himself. Rav Sheshis says that it counts, it's counted from the feet of the person who drew the water. As Merech and the Alpayim Amma from the Memalei, they were counting the 2,000 Amas, not from the place where the person for whom the water was drawn, rather from the place where the person who drew, actually drew the water from wherever he is, from wherever his Shvisa was on Shabbos, 2,000 Amas. To explain what I, what I, what I just said, if, if, if the boyer is 500 Amis away from where the person settled on Shabbos, he's allowed to go there because it's less than 2,000 Amis and he can come back. The, the, the radius of this water is 2,000 Amis from where the person was at the beginning of Shabbos. When the Gemara is like, the Gemara asks, what's this machlekes? What's it about? And the Gemara answers, What opinion holds that this is a boyer of Hefker? The boyer doesn't belong to anyone. And the other opinion holds that the boyer belongs to partners. So let's explain what does this mean. Is, is the Ragachavar Mavar that Ragachavar explains? As Beda Halton as the Bersh is Hefker. Both opinions hold that we're talking about a bird of Hefker. Nor, so what is the Machlekes? What does it mean? Marsavar Bira de Hefkerahu. Marsavar Bira de Shutf. What does it mean? If, it's, if, if, if they both agree it's Hefker. Rav Nachman halt as the gather for Hefker is as Allah Abinim as Chus Rav Nachman also Hefker means that everybody has a part ownership in it. 
including the person for whom the water was drawn. Who? Therefore, that's the din of a boyer, of a, a well that belongs to partners. Because since everybody has part ownership in it, so therefore the person for whom the water was filled has a part ownership in this well. And therefore, when the person draws the water for him, immediately the water belongs to the other person, the person for whom it's being drawn, because he was already a part owner in the, in, in the well. And therefore, it becomes his possession, and therefore the tchum is based on him. Rav Sheshes holds, however, Hefker means it belongs to nobody, not to everybody, but to nobody. So therefore, since it belongs to nobody, the only way to draw water for someone else is by first taking ownership of the water for the person who's drawing it, and then to give it away to the other person. But, Therefore, since the person who's drawing the water took ownership, ownership of it first, therefore, it becomes his possession and the tchum is based on him. If the other person has a part ownership in it, so then he could take ownership of it right away without it going through the, the person who's drawing it. And therefore, it becomes the possession of the second person and the tchum is based on the second person. But according to the Nachman, uh, but according to Rav Sheshis, that this boy belongs to nobody, then the only way to, to, to take ownership of it, of the water, is that the person who's filling it up has to first be Zoycha Minahavkir. First has to take ownership of it, and then it becomes his possession. And once it becomes his possession, then the Tchum is based on that, and that can change on Yontif. So from this, we understand that there's a very serious uh, debate, a very serious two ways of looking at this, what does Hafkir mean? Does Hafkir mean that it belongs to everybody? Or does Hafkir mean that it belongs to nobody? Only Beit Asfaris in Hafkir is movement in the Dan. But we, whichever direction, whichever perspective you have on Hafkir, we'll understand as we apply this to the, to the case of the candies and why it cannot be made Hafkir. Late this far as Hefker paled that does according to this far that Hef that Hefker means that it belongs to everybody. Is moving the pastors of Osma didn't give out mafkers on the Shrayma now. It's self understood why they didn't want to make it Hefker. Umitzad themselves in town, we buy Mechidet say in Yudi for the same reason that we don't want to sell it. For them, Demolt, Volt, does Balain to Allah going from their belt because then it belongs to everybody. And because the Yidin are not going to want to be Zoycha in it. They're not going to want to take ownership of it because it's Chametz on Pesach. So you're leaving it not to everybody in the world. You're leaving it specifically to the Goyim of the world. Which is contrary to the COVID of his Rebbe. Here the Rebbe says that it might be even worse. Hafkir might make it worse than selling it. In, the, in, in this detail. I mean, on the one hand, when you sell it, you're actually, the other person taking ownership of it. When you make it Hefker, nobody actually took ownership of it. Yet. So in, in that way, Hefker is not as bad. But in a certain detail, Hefker is worse. If he's selling it to someone, he could choose who he sells it to. So he can choose a guy that is a righteous one. Which Ramam says that the righteous amongst the Gentiles, amongst the nations of the world, has a portion in the world to come. Especially a guy who is actually helping the Yid, that he should not transgress the prohibition of Chametz on Pesach, that in itself is, a, is an act of kindness, is an act of, of, of righteousness. So at least it's not such a disrespect, at least within the, uh, the, the, the outside world, you're choosing, you're choosing someone who's Chasmi Chasidi but if you're making it Hefker to the whole world, and you're giving you're giving ownership to everybody, you're now placing this into the potential possession of every single person, even those that are not upright and those that are not righteous, which is even more contradictory, contrary to the covet of his Rebbe.
And even if you're going to follow the opinion that Hafka means it becomes totally ownerless and nobody owns it, his move on it's still understood. To take something so precious. Something that's holy that he received from his Rebbe. Und das beleibt Shalim of Atel sein und überlassen das Mokem Hefker and wholeheartedly lose ownership of it and place it in an open space is Eichan Inyan von Hebech HaKavit or das Weiss of Hebech HaShivas. It's also a form of Hebech HaKavit, it's also a form of disrespect because it means it's not important to you. If you could take this food item or this drink and you could just put it out in the street and say anybody can take it, it doesn't belong to anybody, it shows that it's not important to you. And that also is a form of Hepecha Kavid. time, and now let's conclude. And therefore the Tzmech Tzedek made this effort. that instead of taking these candies and giving them and selling them to someone who's not Jewish, or to make them have care, it is so much better that his grandson, the Rebbe Rashab, should eat the candies and make them part of his flesh, make them part of him, and therefore he will then internalize the holiness that exists in these candies. And finally, a hero, a lesson. From all of this, we can even have a greater and more incredible lesson in the, in the great effort and how we have to do the chinuch, the education of our children. Since these candies were so precious to the Rebbe Rashab, which is why he held them whole. He didn't eat them. He didn't do anything with them. He held, them, he held on to them. He even forwent the fact that it should become part of him by eating it. And there's no prohibition to sell it. And there's no prohibition to be mafkinet as we learned in the beginning of the Sikha. The Rebbe made it very clear. The mechira is a mechira gemura. Even though he wants to take it after Pesach, it's still a complete sale. And therefore, there's no problem of selling it. Even with regards to the hefker, if you take it and you, and you put it out outside, and you keep in mind that it's not really chametz, or it's at worst, it's, it's, it's a, it's a taruvis chametz, and it's an uncommon thing. And, um, what did we miss? And he's not going to eat it or sell it after Yontif. Then, it's not a problem to be mafkirit. So halachically, it was a permissible thing. They should have done it for him. They should have sold it or been mafkirit for the, for the child. So then he would have been able to hold on to it after Pesach. And it would have, it would have constantly reminded, reminded him and inspired him of the holiness of the special moment when he was inducted into Cheder. And if you're going to ask that on a deeper level, the Kedusha was removed and temporarily was brought into the possession of a non-Yid. He was a three-year-old child and and he didn't know about this. He didn't At three years old, he wouldn't have understood the issue that it was that it was a, 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 a loss of the holiness. By, by, by the child, he wouldn't have known the difference. Nor does that mean, so the question is, why, why, for the sake of the child, sell it or be mafkirit, and that way the child can keep it for longer. Nor does that mean, gay delight tablets in Inyana Chinuch. From this we see the incredible effort that's necessary when it comes to Chinuch. Not only if we're talking about actual halacha as it is, not even in even in a Hidr Mitzvah. Even when it comes to a minik, to a custom, and something that chassidim do, we have to invest in the in, to educate our children in this way. And it has to be true, truthful. It has to be done with integrity. And not only when it's easy. Even when you're doing something that on the level of this child, it's Mesidus Nefesh or Mesidus Aratzen. You're forcing him to do, to do something he doesn't want to do. 
Nevertheless, for the sake of the chinuch of the child, and for the sake of the integrity of the chinuch of the child, it has to be done. And there are several stories that we find with regards to the chinuch of the Friar that also, even though it was, um, it was difficult, but nevertheless, it was, it was done because it was the right thing to do. I don't know which stories the Rebbe is referring to uh, specifically, but in the Sikhs of the Friedrich Rebbe about his childhood, there are a number of different stories. One of them, to give an example, is the story that the, Fri that the Friedrich Rebbe as a child fell asleep during a Fabrengen on Sukkis. The Hasidim were Fabrengen, obviously the Rebbe Rashab was there, and he was a little boy, and he fell asleep. So the Rebetzin, his mother, came in to carry him into the house and put him into his bed. So the Rebbe Rashab said, no, leave him here. Let him sleep amongst the Fabrengen. So the Rebetzin, the the, the, the of the Rebbe Rashab, the mother of the child, said to the Rebbe Rashab, what's with Kirachim of Albonim? doesn't say Kirachim aim, like the mercy of a mother on a child. It says Kirachim of Albonim. So where is the father's mercy where it's cold? It was, it was in Russia and it was cold. Where, and the child was tired, obviously. Where is the mercy of the father? And the Rebbe Rashab said, this is Kirachim of Albonim. This is the true mercy of the father that... Uh, he makes sure that the child sleeps in the environment of the Fabrengen of Chassidim and of, and, and of the Rebbe Rashab. So we see an example, I'm not, I don't know if this is the example that Rebbe is referring to, but we see an example of the Chinuch of the Friedrich Rebbe that it wasn't always uh, easy, but, but, but it, was, it was honest and authentic. And then we able to train the child not only to change his natural midos, but to change the nature of his midos as it's explained in the Sikhs and the Igris of the Friedrich Rebbe what the difference is. And even though this is an approach of Chinuch that is being said about unique individuals nevertheless since this was revealed to us Regular people, everybody. It does and it's a lesson for each and every one of us. When we are the as the Friedrich Rebbe himself concludes in that sicha, this is the type of chinuch that we have to have. So even though it's difficult, and even though it was said by about a Rebbe, but once we know about it, then we now have to uh, learn from it and how to educate our children. And the kayach comes from the Rabbeim. Which the, the body goes follows the head, so that so the, the, the Rebbe gives us kayach to be able to to do chinuch in this way to gain by to go in their ways and to follow the paths that they have taught us for eternity. And with this we finish the sicha of Ba Yutshvat, and with this we finish five volumes. Thank the Eibishter for this incredible, incredible accomplishment. May the Eibishter give us keiches to be able to go on and continue to, to learn the Rebbe Sichis, to live with the Rebbe. Be'erchei'em, be'erchei'sei'em, u'bedarkei'em asher herunu, netzach selavohet.